0: In this episode, our Twitch streamer series continues as I'm joined by Katie Peters Plays to talk about how she discovered Twitch, her spotlight on Kotaku, video games, and balancing streaming versus real life. And it's happening right now on The Geek Generation. So hi, how are you Katie? Oh
1: hi, I'm oh, doing hi. good, how are you Rob?
0: I'm good, how are you doing?
1: i doing great.
0: Yay! Uh Yay. So <laughs> the interviews are always the most awkward at the beginning when like... Nailing it. When, yeah, <laughs> totally nailing it. Uh, when you're like finding your footing and then like 15 minutes in when you're comfortable, it's like, okay, you don't even think about it anymore. And then like at the hour point, I'm like, okay, we're done. You're like, wait, what? We just got started. <laughs> I'm just now getting comfortable. How are we stopping <laughs> at this point? Uh, so I guess one of the first things that I wanted to throw your way is, uh, kind of inquiring how Twitch entered your brain as like a thing that was even a Mm -hmm. possibility for something you wanted to do. Like, when did you discover Twitch?
1: I went to San Diego Comic-Con three years ago, Mm -hmm. and I went to a Conan O'Brien, it was Conan Bingo, and it was like one of those after hours events where you could maybe get a ticket. So I got a ticket and we went in. And then after the fact, we got to meet Aaron Blair, who mm. does Clueless, Gla- Clueless Gamer yep. with Conan. And so I followed him on Twitter. And then he, like this thing popped up that said he was live on Twitch, and I was like, "What is Twitch? I don't know what this is." <laughs> so I clicked on it, and I think he was playing Alien Isolation. And my mind was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." I just I love watching people play games. I've always loved watching gameplay, especially for games I might not want to play myself Mm -hmm. and just seeing their experience with it. And I just moved to Boise shortly after I discovered that and we got a PlayStation 4. We had GTA 5 and I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I thought, oh, I'm going to try this and see if it's something I like. And I remember being so nervous And the first person ever said anything to me in chat, my heart was like pounding, but it just kind of fell into place because I didn't know anybody here. I was trying to, I don't know, make connections Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be able to play video games that and experience that with other people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the long and short of it, but I just Twitter happened chance just saw it.
0: (laughs) So it was, it was fairly soon after you moved that you started streaming?
1: Yeah, I think it was probably within like six months, I started streaming. And it it took a while for me to figure out um, how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of little steps. And I just sat on the couch, I had a PlayStation 4 camera. And it was really bad quality. Yeah. And I just streamed from the console. And I don't know. I was really bad at GTA 5. I had never played a Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> and it was just kind of fun to figure out. And I really don't know how things grew from there, but they, they just kind of did. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet some really cool people by going out and finding other streams and then like forming relationships with people that way.
0: Do you feel like since you said it was it was fairly soon after you moved <clears throat> and you said you didn't know a lot of people in Boise when you first moved, do you think that that kind of feeling of isolation was something that you needed to get there or would like even if you had like a bump in social life and do you think (laughs) do you think twitch would have been something that you would have gone to or do you think it kind of filled a gap for you
1: i feel like even if I had a bump in social Look, I, life. I I,
0: I, I apologize for every phrase throughout everything no, I
1: I like that I like that terminology and I wish I had a bump in <laughs> personal life, but I I feel like even with people I do have in my personal life, I don't feel like they share a lot of the same interests as me. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people who are into gaming in the same way that I am. So I would love to sit down and talk about Outlast for an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. but they have zero interest in it and they just want to go hiking all the time. So Twitch is kind of an outlet where I can like nerd out and be myself and talk about nerdy things and just kind of enjoy that process and that aspect of things. Because I do feel like it's almost a niche thing and I haven't been able to find people here who have that similar interest. Mm So I think, I mean, for that, I do think eventually maybe I would have done it anyway, even if I had, you know, so much going on. I do feel like having the free time was a good part of the starter pack. Like I kind of needed that to figure it out. But um, it does take a lot of free
0: time to be a streamer.
1: (laughs) I never would have thought that because you're like, oh, you're just sitting talking to a camera. But there's so much little things behind the scenes. And uh, I have a lot of respect for people who do it. (laughs)
0: Is, would you consider Twitch like the first thing that you have done that would be considered entertain entertainment or performing, or have you done things like that before?
1: Huh. I've always been really shy, and I don't know why it's okay. I think maybe because it's like just me and the camera. Mm. I've done some YouTube videos, and I used to have a blog, which is super interesting. <laughs> um, for the most part... I'm pretty reserved in real life and I feel like I don't know what like concoction of things allowed me to be able to do this, but I don't really have a background in entertainment or I think I've always had that like little England of like, I could be an actress and be (laughs) so, so good in movies and stuff, which obviously didn't happen for me. But like, I feel like maybe that little fire in the back of my head Mm -hmm. allows me to do what I do on Twitch.
0: I have talked to a lot of streamers that you would never think of as... Like, I don't think people watch you and go, oh, she seems so shy. Like, <laughs> that's probably not a thought that comes into people's heads. But it's a common sentiment from a lot of streamers that you would never perceive that from. And it does feel like there's some safety to that barrier. Like, it's even when uh, people that do public speaking, if you have a podium in front of you, there's like a level of comfort because there's just even the smallest barrier between you and the audience Mm -hmm. but with twitch it's like not even people in the same room as you so it's it just feels a lot safer
1: yeah no i agree with that i feel like there's just something about it because i had kotaku come to my house Mm -hmm. and film me and i was sick to my stomach i was so nervous i i wanted to do a good job and i think that's why i was so nervous Um, But there's something so different about having someone standing there with a camera and holding it Mm -hmm. and watching your every move than like my little Logitech C922 sitting up there (laughs) just looking at me. It's so unassuming and and it doesn't scare me in the same way Mm -hmm. because I feel like the only one who's responsible for what happens is myself. And I'm trying to make the best product that I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. and I want to put out the best thing for everybody. And I feel like um, there's just something different when there's another person there and there's another element behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And I just there's like some sort of weird comfort. I don't understand how I'm able to like hit the start stream button and just yell about stuff for a couple hours and then, you know, turn it off. And it's just like a part of my day.
0: The uh, Kotaku thing you brought up, too, I was going to bring up at some point as well, too, because that there there's a lot of things that are interesting about that um for one when i watch it so I, I got a few different things out of watching it one i was like oh my god they showed that her house number and i was like i
1: know i didn't
0: know if that I, was something that you knew beforehand or you were like going to freak out about because from the most part i've seen yeah. streamers are super protective of like where they live uh their mm. real names like all those kind of things
1: i was excited I had not seen the final product until it was posted live mm-hmm. and I watched it and I was like they didn't blur the number and I was I was frustrated but I was like I don't know what I can do about mm-hmm. it at that point I had just kind of assumed that was going to be something they would have done in post-production
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there there was a lot of things in my head where I was like well crap uh but at the same time I I just I feel like no matter what people do, there's always some way of finding mm-hmm. stuff. It's just better if it's not so easily Yeah. <laughs> out there. That was weird for me. I I I, I noticed that right away and that kinda of frustrated me a little bit. But I tried to like look past and be like, This is a great opportunity. Yeah. And it was a it was a cool thing to do. Um but I also noticed that when I watched <laughs> it back.
0: Was there any hesitation uh, when they first pitched that to you that like, hey, we're going to come into your home and film you I, doing this thing.
1: I think one of the things is I got the email and it's just like a, a couple lines. And so part of me was like, I got to research this to make sure it's like a legitimate offer. Mm-hmm. And I I like Googled the person who emailed me. I went on their Twitter and I tried to make sure that they were a part of the actual company that they were saying they were were representing Mm -hmm. and it all checked out. And I was like, I felt that it would have been stupid of me to not take advantage of an opportunity like that while it's out of my comfort zone in a crazy way. I feel like it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I kind of pushed past the fact that I couldn't eat for two days (laughs) and and did it. I was so nervous. I, I don't know why I just, I get, I I get nervous about stuff because I just want to do a good job.
0: (laughs) Do you think some of that was that you were giving over a control of the final product?
1: I think so. And I mean, part of it is I didn't know what to expect. They didn't want to. I said, do you have any like talking points you want me to like think over? And they just kind of were being like, nope, we're going to see how (laughs) you just want to field your questions and see what happens. And uh, I just think not really knowing what to expect. It was a full day shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, I took time off of work and it was just, it was a brand new experience for me. And then it took a while for the final product to come out. But I was, I just was, ex- I was proud of myself for doing it. And I was excited to have something like that be given to me, mm. like out of everybody. Like it just, I felt very honored that they were like, yes, yeah, sh- we want her to represent this and to talk about this. So but yeah, there's just certain things after the fact that I was like, dang it, why
0: did I-? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do say, I mean, you said it was kind of out of your comfort zone, but they do say that all your goals lie outside of your comfort zone and you have to go out of it mm-hmm. in order to get them. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to stay exactly where you are. Um, yeah. Have you had other any other experiences while streaming that you were like, I don't know about this thing because it's a little bit out there, but you went for it and it was worth it?
1: I... I've been on the front page for beauty streams, Mm -hmm. which I'm not, I've never been a girly girl. I grew up like a tomboy and I only got into makeup uh, as I've gotten older. And when they asked me to do the front page, I was kind of shocked because I didn't feel like I was a makeup authority. (laughs) So, because I had done like the special effects makeup and like, I like making myself into a zombie and things like Mm. that, but they wanted me to go on the front page and do like beauty stuff. And I was so nervous because I thought front page, people are going to be super mean. Like I'm not going to have any makeup on. It's going to be this whole thing. But it it was a really positive experience. And I was really glad that I didn't just kind of gloss over it and be like, no, I don't, I don't like that idea. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But instead I like pushed myself to, to do, to do good makeup and maybe deal with the trolls that came with it. And have however many people watch me put foundation on my face. (laughs) But I feel like there's just the last year has had some like really weird, but really cool opportunities come up. And uh, that was one of them. Because I would never, I I never thought I'd ever be on Twitch's front page. Like I never thought, (laughs) even if I got partnered or whatever, that I would ever have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So like I did that and I was able to like, I checked that off like the bucket list. And I thought that was a really cool thing that they extended to me especially
0: before your partner too
1: i know that's the other thing too i was like is this possible can you do this (laughs) and so i thought that it was a really neat thing that they gave me and i also met a lot of really cool regulars who come to my stream now from being on the Mm. front page so overall i was like this has been a very fulfilling experience and you know of course, there's some mean comments, but at the same time, I was like, I got so many like wonderful people out of it who are now a part of my little Twitch family. Yeah. So,
0: Well, trolls are going to be trolls. so
1: <clears throat> They're everywhere. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. I know. It's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> they come out of the... You could be doing something super positive and they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't even know how they find people sometimes. It's like they look for certain algorithms or keywords or it's, it's crazy. They,
1: they make it a hobby. Yeah. I wish I had that much. hate. Time. All, right? I just don't. And I wish I had
0: that I'm much like, hate, <laughs> but now I, I don't. No, I don't.
1: I know it like hurts my heart. So I'm like, really? Who hurt you? Yeah, I
0: know exactly. <laughs> I, that's that's what you gotta respond with. And just uh, anyway, uh, another thing that I noticed in the Kotaku interview, um, and I get it kind of now from you as well, is and I see this with a lot of streamers is that there's like two, there's two personalities going on. Not that one mm-hmm. of them is phony or fake, but like your active streaming personality is much more high energy and you can see yeah. in the gotaku interview when you're streaming there's an energy about you and then when you're answering their questions it's like oh that's katie <laughs> so yeah. so is that that's like an active in my thing voice. like do, do you sit down and go okay like gotta get the energy up gotta amp up stream time like what's your what's your process
1: i feel like part of it is when I hit the start streaming button, when I first start, because I used to have a, a screen that would say stream starting soon. Mm-hmm. And I recently was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to hit hit it like right out of the gate. And so I start streaming and then um, whoever shows up first, I talk to. And I feel like I'm more mellow at the beginning of stream. And then like the more people come in, I think I feed off of that energy. And I also, I feel like I have to talk fast because I need to respond to everybody. Like it's one of the things that I take Seriously, in the sense where I'm like, I need to make sure they feel acknowledged mm-hmm. and I want them to know I appreciate that they're here. So I'm always, I feel like I, I don't know. I, I do get more hyped up and it's just like this weird thing that happens whenever I start streaming. And it's not necessarily like me putting on an act, mm-hmm. but it's almost like there's something when I'm, I'm feeding off of what people are, are sharing with me or the game that we're playing and it just all works together to create that kind of energy mm-hmm. i guess but yeah because there i'm very i feel like i'm very mellow in real life i don't feel like i'm very uh but on stream sometimes that's what i'm like <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i i think that i have both of those things in in my mind but i just think the stream brings that out mm-hmm. And like in real life, if I'm on the couch watching Star Trek or or The Expanse or something, I'm just like a little potato just kind of existing. So
0: (laughs) you have like a chat eagle eye that just dumbfounds me because like I will the fact that you do like address almost everything. I'm like, I don't I don't know how she keeps (laughs) up with it anyway. I don't know how she plays any games when when (laughs) everybody's just talking the whole time and you're keeping up with it. But like Uh, like there will be a hype train like emotes going like crazy and i'll like throw in one comment i'll be like there's no way she's that is buried <laughs> and then you comment on it i'm like how the hell did you even see that and so it's crazy i don't i don't know how you keep up with it
1: i don't either it's just something that i feel like i got good at or that i i have inherently in mm-hmm. me that i can read fast text <laughs> but it, it's something where i i seriously am surprised like like you, you put like one comment in there and like, I don't know if I can just look past the spam, but I like I see all the lines of text and I'm like, oh, I got to address that. I got to address that. And it, it is sometimes um, I feel this is kind of I don't know if it's sad, but I feel like <laughs> I've gotten better at like playing games and doing like mundane things in the game while reading chat mm-hmm. or um, I've gotten better at that multitasking um, cause I actually, last night, I don't know why I was laying in bed and I was on my, U- my YouTube page and I used to transfer all my past broadcasts. So I was like, I'm going to go back and watch like a little bit of one of my past mm-hmm. broadcasts when I sat on the couch and I was like, stuff has changed. Like I was bad at like doing both. And I don't know if just from experience and doing it so frequently that you just kind of don't realize you're doing it anymore. Yeah. And so, I've, I I ha- I was looking last night though and I was like I noticed a difference in like what I can do now versus what I could do then. There are certain games I can't play first person shooters and read chat. It just I already struggle with those in the first yeah. place and then trying to read chat and shoot somebody in in a game is not my uh, skill set at all. Are there
0: certain types of games like you said first person shooters, are there certain types of games you just will not play on stream because they interfere with the experience that you want to have with your stream?
1: I've realized lately, I used to try to play games to appease, you know, people, mm-hmm. and I think first-person shooters were one of them, and I'm just not, I'm not skilled enough to do, I never grew up playing them, so I'm just not good at them, <laughs> and then, like, to have to read chat and try to pay attention to the fast movements, and so that's why I don't play games like Pub. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do both, and, um... There are certain games where I, I'll look at it and I'll be like, this is better suited for me to play off stream versus on chat. stream because I can't provide that same kind of focus on chat that I would like. Or I kind of look at it and be like, I don't think my community will enjoy this kind of experience. Mm. I I think that a lot of people do come to my stream because I do like to interact with everybody. And I've noticed that if I can't have that connection with chat, it tends to get a little quiet and people tend to... Kind of just watch or fade into the into the abyss, mm-hmm. and so um, with trial and error, I figured out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, but I, there are definitely things I will avoid playing
0: because of the the time commitment <laughs> it takes to do all this. Too are there things that you still play off stream?
1: I oh gosh, I wish I had more time to play games off stream, but I do play some Dead by Daylight off stream. Um, I've played. I just got into Skyrim. And so there are certain things which I feel chat doesn't want to watch me level up my armor. <laughs> so what I did is off stream, I went ahead and I like ran back and forth between all these merchants and leveled up my armor and looked at some of like the leveling up things so I could understand it better mm-hmm. so that it wasn't me totally learning everything on stream. Um, in the past, that's what I've done is that i I learn on stream with everybody, but I also realize that sometimes that might not be fun for the viewer to be like, because it's hard to like read chat and also try to understand a new concept in Absolutely. A game. And so I, I think I've recently adopted trying to learn at least a little bit about it off stream, mm-hmm. so that it's not such. I like to do first playthrough as like blind playthrough. Mm-hmm. You get the full experience, and then after I've played it for a little while, I'll be like, all right, I need to figure out how this works better, because I. Nobody wants to see me die so easily in these fights because I didn't upgrade my armor yeah. or level up this skill set. So, yeah, I think that it just I actually forgot the question you asked, me too. but I kind of got. Yeah. yeah, I got here, though. <laughs> That's OK.
0: That's, we, we move forward. Yeah. We move forward. Uh, I mean, there's an overall rule when you're watching any stream that most people are worse at whatever game they're playing than if they were to play mm-hmm. off stream because their attention is split. And that's gonna make yeah. you worse at a game. And that is uh our excuse, everybody, for why we're it terrible is. at video <laughs> games.
1: <laughs> it it hurts my feelings when people are like, Wow, you're bad at this, and I'm like, You try to do yeah, this right? like it's just i it, I do take it like a little um a little personally because but I'm also like, you know, if that person's playing it off stream and that's all that they mm-hmm. do, I could understand why it would be frustrating for someone to be like, all you have to do is hit FQR and then jump over here and then you're done. It's and then so I'm simple. just sitting there like, what did you say to me? Yeah. <laughs> but it it is like you are splitting your focus between two mm-hmm. things. I'm better at certain games off stream than when I'm on, like obviously on stream. And so it can get a little embarrassing when you're like, I swear I'm good at this. <laughs> Just not right now.
0: (laughs) So you had mentioned that you came into streaming with a love for video games already. When did that start for you? When did you first kind of get into video games?
1: I don't know my age, but it was the original Nintendo Mm -hmm. system, the NES, and then the SNES. So I played like old school Mario and uh, I got the N64 after that. My parents got me an Xbox. I think it was like, middle school, high school, and I had a 362 in college. Um, So I've played games for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite console is the N64 because I played (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing, (laughs) and Donkey Kong 64, and all those games. But I grew up with, like, Nintendo, old-school Nintendo, Mm -hmm. and uh, I kind of fell out of doing it in college just because I didn't have the time. Sure. I didn't feel like... I could play video games and be good at school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I uh you know, there was a point too where I was like, I'm an adult, I can't play video games. And then I had that epiphany after we moved to Boise. I was like, no, I'm allowed to like these things still. Yeah. And I was always trying to fit myself into a box of being like, I'm a girl, I'm not really allowed to like this. I'm I'm an adult. I should be watching Adult TV? I don't know. Watch, doing other things whatever that is. with my time. Yeah, whatever that. Like, like like the West Wing, I guess.
0: I can only watch but, Aaron Sorkin material.
1: I, yes, it's sophisticated. I. But then I was just, you know, why not? I mean, life is too short for me to sit down and try to pretend I don't like video games or focus on things that I feel like I should be doing rather than what I want to be mm-hmm. doing. And so I kind of rediscovered my love of games like shortly after we moved here, which is why I was like, "Well, Twitch is one of the ways that I can
0: the perfect express that
1: (laughs) the perfect." It's all just because it's Twitch. It's not. It's not that I like video games (laughs) or anything.
0: Is there um is there a game that you've played on Twitch that was a kind of a unique experience that stands out as like this game? This game was not only great. In what the game is itself, but it was also a unique experience and like a memorable experience that I had with the community.
1: A hundred percent it was Outlast. Yeah. Because I had never played any horror games before. And I'm a big old scaredy cat, but um my community convinced me to play it. I was all like, never gonna play that game, ever. Mm-hmm. Insane asylums, <laughs> scary things are like my worst nightmare. And I was like, night vision, not going to do it. But uh, someone talked me into it. And so I was like, okay. And at the beginning, this is when I was still on the couch. I used to put candles. Like, I would light candles. It was part of our start of every stream. (laughs) I would light, like, six candles. The lights were off. And um, I just, I played it in the dark, too. And I had to stop so frequently and just, like, stay breathing in a corner that, like, the, the gameplay... The game's, like, six hours long, but I made it, like, ten streams. <laughs> Four
0: padded hours for standing in a corner breathing. It <laughs> was
1: just... I mean, I could probably edit it down just to get it to the right length. But I feel like it was such <laughs> it was such a cool thing to do with my community because we did it together. Mm-hmm. And I would never have played that by myself just because... I can't imagine playing that. I didn't feel so alone while I was Mm -hmm. playing it. I felt like there were people there with me, and they were, like, obviously laughing at me and stuff. But it was really cool to do another thing out of my comfort zone, but also do it with people who cared about the experience just as much as I Mm -hmm. did. And it was just, like, a little thing. So when the game was over, I was really sad because I was trying to figure out, like, the next thing that would be like that. And that's kind of where, like, the scary game... Thing has kind of come Mm. from. And I love scary games now, but I do feel like I'm not as scared as I used to be of them. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten a little immune to them. I'm a little desensitized. (laughs) But uh, I used to have nightmares about Outlast, and now I play a scary game, and it's just you know, the big guy who chases you in it?
0: Uh, Or did you ever get that far? I I don't know if I made it that far. I played about an hour and a half.
1: There's a guy who has chains on his leg, and he's big, and he's like a his name was Chris Walker, I think. And he's, and he got blood all over him. And I had a dream that he was chasing me around (laughs) and it was horrifying. But at the same time, I was like, I was so proud when I beat it too. I felt like I accomplished so much and I was so emotionally invested in the character and the ending just destroyed me. And I was just like, you know, that was like the turning point where I think I started to feel like it was more than just me playing Mm -hmm. a game on the internet. It felt more like, oh, I've got this awesome group of people who are hanging out, coming by for each stream so they can see what happens and being actively involved in my fear. <laughs> and, you know, my stream was so potato at that point. There was no like alerts and all the fancy stuff. But it was also something kind of like pure about that. It was just me and the game and in the chat. And I, I, I don't know. It was just that is what sticks out to me when I think of what was the turning point for streaming for mm-hmm.
0: me. Sometimes we get lost in production value, I think, Yeah, and we forget about the content. I tend to do
1: that. I spend a lot of time off stream changing Mm -hmm. things and editing things, and I make all my own overlays, and I do all my own graphics and all that kind of stuff, and it takes a lot of time. And it's because I want it perfect. I don't want it – if it was just a little bit off, I'm going to have to fix it because I just want stuff to look good. I want people to enjoy what they're looking Mm -hmm. at, I guess. I want it to be visually appealing and I know that maybe it's – I know it's not necessary. I know it's not something that people like look for in a stream but it's something that I can express myself mm.
0: with. How much time would you say you spend off stream on average maybe on, a, on in a week doing mm. stuff for the stream?
1: Does like networking count? Absolutely. Like going Anything. to other people? Oh.
0: <laughs> She's <laughs> like, lot. oh man, more time than, than I'm on stream. <laughs>
1: I would say I probably stream, I would say average 15 hours mm-hmm. a week. And then without stream time, I probably spend 20 to 25 hours working on stuff off stream. And then I work a full time job on top of that. So that free time I had when I first moved here, that was like my hobby is definitely still a hobby, but it's it's a lot more time consuming than mm-hmm. it used to be. But um, it's not, like, a bad thing. I enjoy that my job's very data entry, so this is, like, a creative thing sure. that I can do. And um, it's kind of neat to just be able to hop on, and one of your friends is live, and you can just say hi. And um, and I also like being able to try to figure out things. Like, I just made some new alert stuff for my stream, and I was like, oh, it looks so cool, and I was really excited about it. And I like I like being able to show mm-hmm. people that um but i do agree like sometimes i feel like it's not needed it's more of just a creative expression than the production value doesn't necessarily need to sure. be there but it it's just kind of a fun addition but it takes a lot of time i still remember how
0: excited you were when i went into the stream one day and you're like rob 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 i have to show you something look at the oh, hollow deck yeah. <laughs> i have the hollow deck <laughs>
1: So proud of myself. I was like awake at 5 30 or 6, and I was like, I need to make a note. Because I was laying there, and I was like, it's going to be the holodeck. And then you just get to play your games in the holodeck. And I thought it was genius. And I was so proud of myself because I could bring together things that I loved. Like, okay, I'm sorry. This is true. Star Wars seems to be a little more popular than Star Trek. And on Twitch, I've been able to meet people who have that same love of Star mm-hmm. Trek. And and on my stream, there's a lot of people um, who come by uh, who love Star Trek, too. And I can talk to them about it. And in my real life, I have nobody who wants to really talk about mm-hmm. Star Trek. So it's just that that's something I've just... I don't know. I've been able to express myself on stream. Like, I love space. And I thought, why can't we live on a space station and play games on a space station? Because it's just... It's a cool thing to be able to share that love of geek culture and have other people respond positively back to Well, I
0: think that's one of the best things about Twitch is that, like... You find, and and S.K. said this, I remember back when we talked uh, on the podcast, um, you find the people that tend to stick around are the people who you would kind of hang out with anyway. And there are mm-hmm. like similar uh, personality traits and similar interests shared. Like if I'm looking through streams and somebody's wearing a Batman t-shirt, I stop and say, hi, new best friend. <laughs> like, you like Batman? I like Batman. Let's talk about Batman. Yeah, That's... Mm Because you don't have that all the time. So to be able to like to be on the streaming side of things and open it up and be like, here's all these people that know I like this thing and hopefully they want to talk with me about it is great.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I usually before I say anything in anybody's chat, if it's a new person to me, I'll just kind of sit there and watch them for Mm -hmm. a while and see what they talk about and see. Um, what their stuff looks like and if there's anything I can spot that I'm like, oh, me too. Um, <laughs> but it is it is really crazy because there's – I mean, I don't know when I, – I think it was today I realized, like, how many people actually are on mm-hmm. Twitch. Like, there's, like, hundreds it's of thousands, staggering. I feel like. It's insane to think about the the magnitude of it. And then the people who just happen to be at the right place at the right time who have come into my community and – that have made a big difference in my life. And I know like people come and go, it just happens, but there have been some people who have just stuck around through thick and thin, slow streams, fast streams, all the, all the in-betweens and have made more of a difference in my life than, I mean, I'll wager to say some people in my real Mm -hmm. life. And it's just, it's incredible to me because I've had in, in my real life, people be like, Oh, it's just an, an internet person. It doesn't, count the same way as if it's somebody who you can, you know, touch, feel and mm-hmm. see, but I I would beg to differ that uh, that's not true. Like I've had some really amazing relationships with people just from meeting them on Twitch and, and establishing relationships. And they've been there for me more through things than some people in my own mm-hmm. real life. And I, I so am so appreciative of everybody who has done that. And who goes the extra yeah. mile? Because a lot of people do go the extra mile.
0: Speaking of those real life people, uh, when when people find out this is a thing you do, this is always an interesting avenue oh, to go yeah. down. How do you explain to somebody who doesn't know what Twitch is in your real life that, hey, I go on the internet and I play video games and people watch me?
1: Can I just say I've told several people and they just seem like they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I, That's mean, the biggest
0: response I guess. I'll
1: start – yeah. yeah, I there, I say like, oh, I do medical coding for my real job. They don't care about <laughs> that. <either. laughs> and then, then I'm like, um. eventually, I don't tell people right off the bat. It's something that they either find out on it. Like, some of my friends have been like, I didn't know you're internet famous. And I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not internet famous, but they'll follow my Instagram, and they'll see that I have like a certain amount of interaction or something. And then they'll see me the next time and be like, oh, I didn't know you did this stuff. And I just never feel like there's a good time to really broach Mm -hmm. it. Like it doesn't normally come up like, oh, when I was playing video games on the internet (laughs) the other day. It's just there have been several occasions that's been very disheartening to me where I've had friends in my life where I have started to broach it after like a little bit of time. And like the disinterest is astonishing Mm -hmm. sometimes. But I'm also like, it's not like I want them there hanging out. But I'd rather there be an acknowledgement of, like, I do this also. Mm -hmm. Like, so maybe if I'm not available all the time, it's because I'm doing this other thing that I'm trying to tell you about. Um, But I haven't found a good way to explain stuff. I'm pretty sure my parents didn't understand it at all when I first started. My sister was really sweet. And she was just asking a lot of questions because people don't know what it is. Like, I feel like... I mean, I'm so deep in this culture, like it's just second nature to me. But Twitch is not a very – I don't personally feel like it's a common household name
0: per se. No, not at all.
1: And so, like I said, I found it on Twitter randomly. And I feel like trying to explain it to somebody is one of the hardest things I've ever had to navigate conversationally. Mm -hmm. I usually say, well, I play video games on the internet. And then there's just like a whole, either a whole bunch of questions or just like a glaze, a glaze over the over the eyes, and it's really, really hard to um, put into words exactly what it is in a concise sentence. Do you have a? Do you have like a secret that you can tell me for how to explain oh God. this to I people? I tell
0: I tell people that um, I have my own internet TV channel.
1: Oh, okay, that's not because I think
0: that's the only way that people that don't like play video games understand cuz mm-hmm. if it's hard enough to explain that you play video games on the internet i don't want to add in people actually watch me play video games on the internet
1: yeah i think people sometimes automatically assume it's like something inappropriate yes, yes. <laughs> or
0: they're like why would people watch you when they can just play the game themselves that was my thought mm-hmm. going in but i always just say yeah. i have an internet tv channel and i can within reason i can do whatever i want mm-hmm. with it and imagine if i if you if i told you 5 year old you you could have your own TV channel when you grow up. You'd freak out. <laughs> now that that's a possibility, why is yeah. everybody not doing it?
1: And it's it's crazy to me that like YouTube is such a household mm-hmm. name and they do some streaming. But I don't even feel like the streaming on YouTube is really no. well known. And so I'm trying to explain things like... Yeah, so I stream video games on the internet, and then there's a chat bar on the side, and then I respond to the people in the chat, and, like, I, I just, there's so many little things to it that it just becomes, like, there's no, I mean, it's no wonder they don't really right. care, because <laughs> trying to explain it, it just sounds weird, and, like, I don't know if I want to know more about this, but I, um, I'm i really happy I found it, and I, I think more people would benefit from having <laughs> live streaming in their <laughs> life. <laughs>
0: what are your uh do you have long term goals for twitch i know you're you're pushing uh for partnership because i, I mean w- not not pushing for Sorry. partnership but you're you're going yeah. for it it's a goal <clears throat> and I feel like anybody who's taking twitch seriously probably should have that goal but w- what are your what are your reasons behind wanting it because everyone has different
1: ones I started twitch as a hobby, which is still what it is mm-hmm. for me, but I never imagined in a million years I would have gotten to where I'm at on Twitch, like Kotaku and Twitch front page and just, just these really cool things and the relationships I've made with people. And I just feel like a lot of people in my community ask me why I'm not partnered mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> and I feel like it's almost for them as much as it is for mm-hmm. me because I feel like the people who have been there and stuck out all this stuff for the past like year and a half or I didn't start taking Twitch seriously till last year. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to like up my production value and like change some things that I'm doing and not sit on the couch anymore. (laughs) And I feel like what ended up happening was that I decided that it is a goal of mine because I feel like in a sense, it's an accomplishment Mm -hmm. to get that but it just feels like the logical next step. And my reasons are, it's something that I want to kind of prove to myself that I can Mm -hmm. do. And I also want to make the people in the community who ask me why I'm not partnered. I want to be like, look, we did it. Like we got there. I just want people to shut up
0: already. (laughs) Stop asking that question. (laughs) No, it's not
1: that. (laughs) Like I want it to be something where it's like, look what we've accomplished together. And even after that, I don't think it's the end goal for Twitch at all. It's not like you get part. Oh God, no, no, it's like
0: just another tier to step into.
1: Mm -hmm. And so my thing is like, I would just love to be able to have that because it is, it's a cool thing. It's an accomplishment Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of hard work to get to. And I would just love to attain that, but it's not my main focus. My main focus is like the community spending time with people playing fun games Um and just creating memories that maybe are more fulfilling than what the little check mark could maybe mm-hmm. bring that i think the journey getting there has been insane <laughs> and maybe someday we'll get there but right now we're still on that journey but it's kind of cool to be able to mm-hmm. share that well
0: there aren't a lot of people there aren't a lot of things from twitch that offer validation to a streamer that are delivered by twitch so i mean they they introduced the affiliate thing which is one way to get some recognition but like partner is kind of like the only thing
1: before affiliate it was like the only thing and i remember when they came up with affiliate i had like mixed feelings i'm like wait is that i just kind of felt like oh now are people not going to even try for partner but if anything it's made me like Mm -hmm. work harder for it and i i think it's really cool that i can give people emotes and um you know we do sub movie nights. But I I think regardless of, like, the perks with – that comes with subscription, I feel like it's just somebody wanting to support mm-hmm. somebody in another form. And it just baffles my mind sometimes when people do sub to me. I'm like, are you sure you want to do – like, I just feel like I'm never, like, worthy of it. And so whenever anybody does that, my mind just can't, like, wrap – It I just can't get it. I can't wrap my head around it. So – I think it's cool Twitch offered it though. And I think it's it was it's motivating mm-hmm. for an affiliate to work harder and you know Twitch gets a benefit from mm-hmm. it too. So it it is something where um yeah, you're right though. They they don't have a lot of incentives for like it's partnership or affiliate. Right. right. I mean they have like the little achievements
0: the- now, but people don't mm-hmm. see those like we do. But it's yeah. not like a public acknowledgement.
1: Yeah, I looked at those today, actually. And there was one that was like, get 100 people chatting in your chat at one time. And I had that was at like 50%. And I was like, I didn't even know this was here. But I was like, maybe I'll look at this and see if like, I can push myself to unlock some of those. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's a, I don't know, a lot of it's just kind of weird when you really think about it, like me trying to explain this to somebody. Like, you and I have like this knowledge of how Twitch works and all this kind of stuff. And it's so intricate. And I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to see what you can make from it.
0: Are there things you've done on stream? Because I know we're all like we all have goals that we want to get to. We all have a certain place we want to get to on Twitch. A lot of people do want to make it like a full time thing, but it takes it takes Mm -hmm. a lot to get there. Um, Are there things that you've done for like business reasons and you were like, oh, that that probably wasn't like that that took away from what my stream should be whether or not it actually helped you like growth wise like was there a game that you played mm-hmm. and then you were like oh let's not do something like that again
1: yeah there there have been some things where i've done that where or there's things where i think that oh this is going to be great people are going to love this and then i play it and like nobody is interested in it and i'm like <laughs> yeah i i'm always surprised like okay so i played life strange mm-hmm. last night And not as many people were interested in it as I thought there would be, which is fine. I mean, it was just a bonus episode and I thought, oh, we're going to play. It's going to be exciting. And But there have been things that I think I've forced myself Mm -hmm. to play because I feel like I'm supposed to. And I feel like, oh, this is what the people want to see. However, from what I've heard from feedback from people is that they can tell when I'm not enjoying a game. And so if I'm playing dead, like dead Dead by Daylight and I'm just loving it, like you can tell a difference in my demeanor um, besides a game where I'm forcing myself to play it because I feel like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to. And there's a couple games I can think of. Um, I used to play Titanfall 2, which... or Okay, Battlefront's a good example. <laughs> I used to have a lot of viewers who liked mm-hmm. Battlefront. And so I would play Battlefront, but I just... You'd die and you'd spawn like 900 million yards away and then you'd have to run for half like a minute to get back into the action. Then you'd get shot again and you'd have to do it all over again. And there's just things where I kept forcing myself t- to play certain things because I felt like I was supposed to and that I would be letting people down if I didn't play it. But I think in the last few months, I've started to focus more on like what I'm enjoying because people can mm-hmm. tell when you're not enjoying the experience or you're forcing it and yeah i feel like skyrim i never expect to like it as much as i have been but i'm excited to play that and i i feel like i have lots to say about the game while i'm playing it and i i feel like if someone is excited about what they're playing it's easier for someone else to be excited Mm -hmm. about it too
0: aside from uh paying attention to chat do you feel like you play any games differently because you're performing in a way
1: Hmm. Well, I don't know. How How would that, like, tra- like how so, would like, that I guess, translate to? I guess like,
0: there are certain games that I play that, like, if I was off stream, I would completely immerse in the game, get into the character, mm-hmm. play it seriously, and that would be it. But if I'm on stream, mm-hmm. I'll play a game and there'll be, like, an opportunity to do a comedy bit and, like, I'll divert from the character of the game and start just being ridiculous because I'm on stream. I wouldn't do that for myself because it's not entertaining yeah. anybody. <laughs> but
1: I I feel like I do that with most <laughs> games. I feel like I, if there's any opportunity for me to make a joke, I'm going to make a joke about it. Um, I was going to look at my Steam library, but I'm trying to think... There are... Yeah, like a game that you just... Like, Dead by Daylight, I take so much more seriously mm-hmm. off stream than I do in stream. But I 100% of the time take take advantage of any sort of, like, joke I can make. For, like, Life is Strange, I wouldn't be talking over the right, dialogue right. if I didn't. And so I, I probably do that more than some viewers would like. But I I like to be able to talk mm-hmm. to everybody. And I think just in general, because of, like, the performance factor uh you do have to sometimes, you know, explain what you're doing. Explain out loud like, "Hey, I'm I'm playing this game and I'm uh this is the next move I'm going to make." Especially if chat's a little slow or something, I tend to fill in the gaps with my own yeah, commentary, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I don't do. But um uh, there's games I don't play on stream because I want to to immerse myself in Um, The Chinese room makes games that I love. Um, They made Everybody's Gone Mm, to the Rapture. And I played that off stream and I was able to like immerse myself into that. And then um, they have another game called Dear Esther, which is on my two playlists. I just need more time. (laughs) But I I, I started that on stream and I quickly realized that it probably wasn't the best fit for streaming. And I thought I'm going to play this off stream at some point so I can focus on the storyline and I can feel the emotions Mm -hmm. of things. People told me I was going to sob through Life is Strange and like be so upset with certain things. And I feel like I'm dead inside <laughs> because I didn't I didn't feel those emotions that people were like, I cried at the end and I just sat there like, oh, it's done. So I feel like it is something to. Um, it's just different. It's different playing off stream than it is on stream. It is. Yeah. There's definitely a difference.
0: I've had that experience with Life is Strange as well. Like I've seen I've watched a lot of people play it because I love the story. And I love seeing the choices people are going to make. Mm -hmm. Um, But then so many people like end up crying at the end. And I'm like, okay, I got I maybe welled up a little bit. But like, I don't have and I don't know if this is the same way for you. I don't have the emotional response to video games that I have to things like TV and movies. Because Mm -hmm. I'm constantly being reminded that I'm interacting with it.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way because it is you're more aware of what you're doing because you're on camera. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, there's things where I I just feel like since you're, I think, hyper aware of everything you're saying and doing because that's there Mm -hmm. and there's a microphone in front of me and if I do something embarrassing in the game, like hit the wrong button, (laughs) they're all going to see it. And um, it is something too where like I'm having a dialogue about the game with people in chat and so it is something that You're just aware of what you're doing more, I think, versus being um, free of that when you're off stream. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think it's just a different way of playing. It's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's just a different immersion level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, because even anytime the camera's on, there's Mm -hmm. like, I don't even think it's a subconscious thing. It's just like, it's the whole reason to that you have like a like a, a bigger level of personality. It's mm-hmm. it's the camera's on, there's an expectation on you, and I need to fulfill that expectation, or else I'm not being the streamer that I want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes yeah, that that pulls you out of things, too, as much as you would like it to immerse you.
1: Yeah, and I do think that's why some games I do kind of go, oh, I'm going to reserve this for off stream just so that i can experience it and then i feel bad about it Mm -hmm. because i'm always like i'm keeping this from them and it's like (laughs) it's not on purpose it just kind of goes like this game is something i'm like super into Mm -hmm. and i want to experience the emotion and the the depth of it and i do feel like sometimes those are like walking simulators sometimes people don't want to watch walking simulators like dear Esther's kind of like that Mm -hmm. you're just walking around and and I would have to stop myself from making jokes about it and being like cuz then I would take away from it a little bit but
0: um so getting into you uh I won't go too deep into your personal life but I mean your stream knows that you're married and everything <laughs>
1: scandalous <Yes. laughs>
0: I'm wondering uh how you manage like it, it must be hard enough to manage full-time job with you said like the 15 hours of streaming the 20 hours of off-stream stuff and then you have a person who wants to spend time with you. How how do you manage all that?
1: It's a lot sometimes. And one of the reasons I started streaming was because um, he's a teacher too. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of sporting events in the evenings. And so I would just be at home, be like, all right, I can watch TV. Or I could just stream and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I started streaming was because I was new in town, didn't know anybody. I was alone. And I was like, well, I'll play video games on the internet. And um, it's really hard to balance now since it has grown from, you know, one person saying something in chat to many people and then kind of sticking with a schedule. Um, it is tough to balance with a full-time job and then having my my family lives here too. And then having my husband, Mark, and streaming and doing all the stuff in the background but he helps me out with so much off stream and it is something where i feel it's been a learning curve to figure out exactly the balance that i need Mm -hmm. but uh it's got easier one of the things i feel bad about and i i worry that some streamers take it personally that i'm not always hanging out in their chats And it's not that I don't support them and I love them and I want to be there all the time, but my free time is so limited. And then trying to fit all that, those little things into one week can become hard for me. Mm. And I still support everybody and I love being able to, I don't know, show up and I wish I could hang out on everybody's stream all the time. And I feel like I have like lost some friendships because I'm not as available as they would like for me to be, um... And with your community
0: or other streamers or like real life?
1: I think real life and with other streamers. Yeah. And that's what's been really tough is because I do devote a lot of time to Twitch, but it's a personal choice. And it's something, too, that even though I'm devoting all that time, I still don't have enough time mm-hmm. to do everything that I want. And um, there have been some streamers that I was close with who just kind of, you know, took a step back because I couldn't hang out and play games sure. all the time. and I. I couldn't do certain things all the time and it wasn't personal it's was just cuz I need more hours <laughs> just need I need more time I and can now.
0: understand like real life people being like especially people that don't understand being like oh well yeah. if she never wants to hang out then I'll just let her yeah. do her thing but like I I think other streamers should understand more than anybody the time commitment that goes into this and that not everybody has every second to devote to Twitch
1: I think for the most part, I have, like, the people who surround me now 100% get Mm -hmm. that. I think people who maybe do this full-time or have, like, um, you know, like, this is what they do and don't have, like, the full-time job on the side, I think it might not be as easy to make that connection. But um, I know, like, some people really do. I mean, the time commitment for Twitch is insane. It is. And usually casters can... Second, that like if I raid somebody and then I'm like, I need food and I'm slowly dying Mm -hmm. from starvation. I'm like, I got to go get food. I'm always and someone says that to me when they raid me. I'm like, yes, go get food. I'm always like literally on my last leg when I end stream. And I just I understand that it's hard to hang out all the time. It's hard to make time for everybody, too. And I'm so appreciative of the people who do go, Okay, I understand that she can't be around all the time but that doesn't mean she doesn't support me any less. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's been interesting because I've, I've experienced a lot of, and I think it's, it's from person to person and personality to personality. And that's why I think it's important with like networking and stuff to meet people who are like minded Mm -hmm. and are understanding of situations and stuff. Such as like a real job and like a relationship outside of stream. I used to not tell anybody about my relationship outside of stream. Um, People won't watch you if you're not a single girl, which is crazy. Yeah,
0: that, that those are people that are on Twitch for the wrong reason.
1: And so I I just kind of was like, well, this is me being all like, I shouldn't have to explain myself to, you know, like, I feel like I'm on Twitch to stream games and make friends and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And if somebody comes in and be like, are you married or are you single? Uh, Blah, blah, blah. It's always like, well... That shouldn't define why you're at my channel. And like in the end, that's not the kind of person I want hanging around my stream anyway. But it's something where it's like, it's crazy that that's a dynamic I have to deal with because... So everybody, you know, like, Mark's been on my stream a bunch. And, and um, chat loves when Mark's time. on stream. I
0: love when Mark's on I stream. Know. He's great.
1: Everybody loves Mark more than me. <laughs> but I was also nervous to bring him on stream just because I know how the internet can be. And I don't – I can take the mean comments. I'm putting myself out there for whatever kind of crap you want to throw at me. But I, it bothers me when – I, like, even when I put my dog Kodo on stream, he had, an, he had like an eye booger once and somebody was like, wow, you don't take care of your dog. He's got an eye booger. And I was like, so offended. Jeez. And it was just like more hurtful because I was like, I take care of my dog. Yeah. Like he had an eye booger once, but, and sometimes people do say mean comments about Mark and it gets to me, I think more than it gets to him because I don't want to put people that I care about on stream and open them up to, some random guy who's gonna come in the stream and be like hey i'm gonna make something mean that i'm gonna leave forever yeah. and so i think i was always hesitant to like share that portion of my life but now that i'm like you know what, this is just me you gotta take it or leave it i'm kind of weird and i have a family and it's just i don't know it's one of the things that i never expected to have to navigate mm-hmm. and i used to have underneath my stream like uh are you single? Because it is a frequently asked question, right. and I used to put I'm married and taken, and I just defiantly am like, no, I shouldn't have to explain my status for somebody to enjoy my stream. So I instead I put this as Twitch, not Tinder, because you shouldn't be on Twitch trying to date. Mm-hmm. Like, if it happens and you got two single people and it works out, that's great. But if you're coming into my stream <laughs> to see if you, I want to date you. It's not that's not what I'm there for. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: person in another country who I'll probably never meet in- and. <laughs> Real life, <laughs> feel
1: like you said the perfect com- combination of words. I'm divorcing my <laughs> husband and marrying you. Like, it's just, and it's crazy. Cause I've seen it on with so many casters. I'm I'm not sure if it happens to men just cause I'm not sure. Um, the extent. I bet of it's that. not
0: as frequent. Honestly. I, I mean, I, I've it s- hasn't really, I, I don't think I've been asked that much at all, but I, I've seen it happen in the, female casters chat way more.
1: And I feel like it used to happen a lot more and it kind of goes in waves. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it is a lot and then sometimes it's pretty low. So I don't know if it's just like the time of year for trolling or <laughs> dating the yeah. dating scene well, on, was just on Valentine's Day so everybody's. That's true. There you go. <laughs> Lonely and looking for looking for love, yeah. but I feel like I I always it always a, f- a friend of mine once said to me Oh, I know you don't talk about Mark because you don't, you want to keep the illusion of being single. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I, I'm trying to make it not about what my status mm-hmm. is because that's not the point. Um, but I know that that's sadly not the way that it works. And so incorporating Mark and my family into stream has been more rewarding, I think. And the people who are, accepting and supportive of that are the ones who make the biggest difference because if someone's going to come in and be like i'm not going to hang out with her because she's not single then it's like you know what it's probably it's probably better you move on anyway and um, find a different stream that might (laughs) fit the bill for you or or something but yeah that's just a weird thing i never expected but it's the internet how
0: do you uh figure out for yourself where to draw the line of like this is the information that I'm okay with sharing and this is the stuff in my personal life that really just doesn't belong on stream.
1: I'm trying to think I'm pretty open. Um, I don't like to go into too much detail about like people be like, Oh, you're going to a concert. What concert? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what concert is just because I don't want to publicly put where I'm going to be at at a specific Mm -hmm. time. Or um, like I'll tell people stuff after the fact or there's just certain things that I've had three stalkers now. <laughs> and so I have to be really careful about what I share. Some of it's already out there so I can't really take it back. I'm I like to be an open book. I like people to know what's going on in my life. But there are definitely things where I kind of go, "Nope, that's just not something I can share." Like I have to close my DMs down mm-hmm. because people were abusing that. And it's just something where removing that personal ability to send me something uh, is sad because some people actually probably have genuine questions and things to tell me, but there's been that few amount where I've needed to remove that to protect myself. And uh, I'm just generally a person who's like, open to talking to everybody. And I want everyone to feel accepted. And I want everybody to be f- not feel like they're on the outside looking in and stuff. But I-, I had to learn the hard way that by doing that, um, there are people who will abuse mm. that. And so there are certain things I feel like I've pulled back a lot more to protect myself. Like the Kotaku video, I was really frustrated about that, just that one aspect of it. And so there's just things where I'm like, the things i do have in my control i'm just going to going to be better about those things mm-hmm.
0: yeah the boundaries are absolutely important it's definitely um and the right people will understand the boundaries that are set and that it's not i think streamers always want people to know that like it's it's not about the viewers it's about like one maybe bad viewer that abused something and we just had to mm-hmm. draw a line and say sorry this is kind of off limits for everybody and it's not you guys. That, we just need to do it to feel better about what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the sad truth of it. It's not the 20 good people. It's the one bad mm-hmm. person who – and for me, it was three. Yeah. <laughs> and after the third time, I was like, I, I can't yeah. do this another time. And that's more chances than most people
0: would give to <laughs> –
1: and that's my problem is I give people too many chances, and I, I have a tendency to be like, "It'll get better." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I try to be like sympathetic to things, and sometimes I've had to learn you can't always be sympathetic to really inappropriate and bad behavior. And so, cutting off that one little avenue is at least one way I can ensure that that it doesn't happen as frequently. Sure.
0: Is there anything as a streamer? that you would want viewers to understand about what either we do or you do, that it's not something you can just like bring up out of nowhere, but like is there whether it be like what you're doing behind the scenes and how much time you put into it or like there's just something you wish people would know that they just don't seem to
1: I think one of the things is like I'm not around all the time, which is tough because I do work full mm-hmm. time. And I probably get to my Twitter like twice a day if I once a day at least twice Twice a day if i'm lucky (laughs) and it's not that i'm not wanting to interact and be around all the time or in discord i feel so bad i'm not in discord as much as i'd like to be and i'm in so many other discords but i can barely keep up with my own and i i try really hard to be engaging and i at least read stuff and i might not be able to respond to everything but i do see it and it's not that um I'm ignoring them or anything like that. It's just, I'm not as available as I'd like to be. Mm -hmm. I don't have as much free time to make sure I can respond quickly or like I'll have, I keep my notifications on my phone up so I don't forget to respond Mm -hmm. to things. And I, and lately I do get a, I get a lot more messages and emails and notifications for Twitter and things than I've ever gotten. And I get overwhelmed. (laughs) Like it's just me doing all of it. And, um, so if I'm looking at my phone and I have, I don't know, a, I guess 162 Twitter notifications and I've got a a deadline at work, I can get a little stressed mm-hmm. out. And, um, and there are times where I have a really hard time pulling myself away from things and then I get burnt out. Yeah. And I, I need time to also just kind of allow myself to recharge. And I feel like a lot of the people who are – a part of my community who are loyal and there for me always go, yeah, I understand that. Go relax. Mm-hmm. You need to recharge or you can't stream. properly yeah. <laughs> And then there are people who are always like, there are some people who make me feel bad and they'll be like, hi, um, why aren't you around? What are you doing right now? And I, I, I feel really bad when I can't respond mm-hmm. immediately or they get upset with me because I can't be there right away. Or they're expecting to be in my Discord and that anytime they type something that I'm just immediately going to respond to it. And that's just something where it's not easy to, like, broach something like that. But it's not because I don't care about people. I just do find my time has been so stretched that I promise I try to fit it all in. It's very
0: hard (laughs) to tell people you don't have the time when you don't have the time to (sighs) tell people you don't have the time.
1: (laughs) And I'm a former I'm still a people pleaser. I mean, it's something where I have a hard time saying no to people and I want everybody to be happy. And it's sometimes at my own expense. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that I'm a constant work in progress, but I do try. I want people to feel loved and a part of something, um, even if I'm not always there to say that.
0: Well, knowing how much time you spend doing it, I don't want to take up too much of your time because believe it or not, we are Roughly at that is hour it, point. Is
1: it really? It is. See, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. You were right. Um,
0: but I, I do want to get to at least quest one question that was thrown in uh, into chat. Someone had asked, where do you okay. get your inspirations from stream four? I mean, we know you do everything by yourself, but where do you mm-hmm. look for like uh, con- inspiration, whether it be creatively or anything? It doesn't even have to be Twitch either. It could be wherever you look.
1: For me, it's a hundred, like a hundred percent. It's all the things in my brain that I can't express verbally, Mm -hmm. but I can create into something and show people. Mm. Like I have space sharks on my stream. You're on a spaceship and there's sharks that's like swim by in space. That's not really a normal thing. I feel like most people are about, but that is something where I feel. I can express the things that I've always dreamed of in a way that um, I have no other avenue to do that. And Twitch allows me to take those ideas that are always just kind of in the back of my head where I'm like, that'd make a great movie, but that'll never happen. So let me just, uh, I don't know, make people feel like they're a part of something different and Mm -hmm. unique. And I can feel like passionate about what I'm putting out there. I, I want to live on a spaceship. I want to be on the Enterprise. And recently I redid everything so that it's like space mm-hmm. themed. And I used to do things where I'm like, Oh, it's calming waves. And there's all this other cool stuff, which I did like, but I was trying to like fit myself into an aesthetic box that I don't feel like a hundred percent represents mm-hmm. me. And. For me, it's just reaching into the back of my mind, like waking up at 6 a.m. and being like, we're in the holodeck. (laughs) That's where we play games. Like, it's just those moments where I have to make notes. And then um, the ideas don't always come to me very easily. But they're they're in there somewhere. And then it'll be like 6 a.m. where I'm like, oh, I got to write this down because I feel like there's a way I could make that happen. And there have been things I've tried where I'm just like, that looks like crap. (laughs) Can't use that. (laughs) And I just have to... Try something different, but I think it also allows for the people who also have passions about, like, space or Star Trek or things like that to find me and go, hey, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something I, like, I made an alert recently um, where you do a, a follow and it makes you part of the crew. And I just feel like that's such, that's something I would like. So hopefully the people who do come by and, you know, join enjoy that also. It's funny
0: how often we make the things that we would want to watch anyway. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Would, the only other thing, so this this jumped in there. I, I never, I don't think ever asked you on or off stream where the shark thing comes from.
1: Oh, uh, I have a story. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was really young. Um, my family went up to upstate New York to my aunt and uncle's house for Thanksgiving. We all ate. Everybody's full. And then you just lounge around for the afternoon. I didn't want to watch football. So my aunt and uncle said I could go watch TV in their room. I was too young to watch a Jaws marathon, <laughs> but I did. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched Jaws one, two, and three. No one checked on me. Um, and I, I have this irrational fear of sharks since then. I, I'm scared that they're in the bathtub. I'm scared they're in a lake. I'm like any sort. Of, I, I'll be in a pool and I'm convinced. A shark's going to, like, a little thing's going to open. Shark's going to come out and eat me. It's just this thing that's been in my psyche forever. But since I... That happened when I was so young. I studied sharks. I had books on sharks. I read all about the different kinds. And I wanted to learn everything about them. And it's just something where I'm very passionate about them as, like, creatures. Mm -hmm. But I'm also terrified of them. (laughs) So it's something where... It's almost like I have, like, an obsession with sharks, and I'm very scared of them. Well, we watched 47 Meters Down as a community recently, and I could barely handle it. <laughs> like, just, like, sharks going by. it's. I feel like it's entertaining, because most people do not have the fear that I have with sharks. Um, I can't play games like Depth. Um, a, a viewer gifted me a Shark Attack Deathmatch. And it's literally like a freak out. Like, I just freak out about it. And so the regulars all know that I have an irrational fear of sharks. And it's kind of become part of our channel, I don't know, environment. You're the
0: Batman of sharks.
1: I kind of (laughs) am.
0: Took the thing you were terrified as and wear it like a symbol.
1: I feel like they need lots of conservation and they need to be protected as a species, but I don't ever want to encounter one.
0: <laughs> Save <laughs> I, them all I, and I, put them I, way over there.
1: <laughs> just put a barrier in the ocean for me to swim in. I won't go into the ocean because of it. Oh, wow. I won't swim in the ocean. Um, it's just, I'm convinced that I'm so unlucky. My granny's maiden name was Murphy, and there's Murphy's law, and I am convinced that I have Murphy's law in my life, and that shark will swim up to me and bite my leg off. And I realize it's an irrational fear, but I just kind of own it because I—I mean,
0: look, I'm not it's sure being I afraid am. of sharks in the ocean is irrational. Being afraid of sharks while you're like in a park <laughs> is a lot yeah. more
1: irrational. <laughs> like, I, it's just that feeling of. Like, when you're in a pond, you just don't know what's Mm -hmm. around you. And I think that's part of it. I read once that a bull shark can survive in fresh water. (laughs) And that's just part of, as a child, just don't let them, don't let kids watch Jaws when they're too young. It's just, it's not good for them. So next stream, Katie
0: will be starting (laughs) Subnautica.
1: Oh, my gosh. Open water is terrifying.
0: (laughs) Conquer the fear in digital Uh, form. (laughs)
1: I will become braver.
0: <laughs> what would Data do? Come on. Turn off emotions Ugh, and handle it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? I would be like he just handle it like a boss. He could fix his arm if it got bitten off. I mean.
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, that is a wonderful place to wrap things up. Uh, before we say goodbye to you, um, is there anything that we can plug aside from your uh, Twitch? Twitch.tv slash KD Peters plays uh, any social media or special events or anything you want to plug?
1: I don't have any special events coming up right now, but I uh, I have my Twitter. It's Play, Katie Play on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is Katie plays And I like to try to put up different content on everything so that you're not just getting the same thing on every single social media. But yeah, if you want to see Space Sharks, just come hang out on Twitch with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I always love chatting with you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks to Katie Peters Plays for joining us. You can see everything else we do at TheGeekGeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can watch our live podcasts, cooking, gaming, and more at twitch.tv slash TheGeekGeneration. Send emails to podcast at TheGeekGeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we will see you then. Later.
1: Make it so.